Welcome to Ambitious Motherhood, the podcast for the mom who is chasing after her dreams in motherhood and business. This is your permission slip to pursue all that you were created to be and live out your calling, both in and out of your home. Here's your host, Katie Fleming. Welcome back to the Ambitious Mom Podcast. I am so excited to share this episode with you today. So here is the way this whole thing is going down. If you haven't already caught part one on the Lauren Megan show, that might be why this sounds a little crazy. This is part two of a two-part episode I did with my friend, Lauren Megan, where we are going into all things around personal responsibility and how you can really take control of your life and increase your results in all areas. So if you're here, definitely listen, but definitely make sure you catch part one on the Lauren Megan show and all of the links will be ready for you in the show notes. You know, like if we're not growing as humans and as individuals, like how can we call people into this growing path? You know what I'm saying? Like who says it? Tony Robbins says it. He says it in like such a blunt way, but he's like, if you're not growing, you're dead. And it's so true. Like if you're not growing, like what, what are you doing? You're just staying stagnant. And if you're not allowing yourself space to just jump and take action and just, you know, show up. And I think you'll find yourself in a very uh, stuck space, you know, and that's a hard space to get out of, right? Like when you're stuck in the mud, like that's a very, a lot harder to get out of than like when you're just in motion and moving. And it's not like when I first started my business, it was a lot of me like throwing shit to the wall and seeing what stuck. It was a lot of me also listening to coaches telling me what to do. Did it work? <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> right. And now it's just a lot of me trusting myself, but I had to work that muscle. Like we have to, it's a muscle that we work. Worthiness is a muscle that we work. We have to activate worthiness and kind of like what you said, it's the same thing to activate worthiness is to connect to that little girl that lives within us. When did she not feel worthy? What made her not feel worthy? You know, who told her she wasn't worthy? And noticing too, like if it's someone else in your life that told you that you weren't worthy, just know that they most likely didn't feel worthy either. And that we don't have to blame them or hate them, but there's a lot of power in forgiveness and there's a lot of power in sending, you know, people off with love. Like we don't have to have relationships with them. We can have boundaries with them, you know, whatever that looks like. But for us to hold on to that because they projected their own fears and limitations and hurt onto us just ends up hurting us anyway, you know? Yeah. If it's somebody you have a lot of context into their life that hurts you like that, I like to ask God where it came from. And sometimes I get the clear idea of where it came from, from their, like where they're getting this thing that they're projecting onto me. The reason I do that is it activates empathy and allows me to actually just kind of, just kind of energetically hug them. Be like, thank you for showing this to me. Thank you for helping me shift this. I've decided the buck stops here with me. I'm not moving this on in my lineage. It's not continuing. It's done. It's over, but thank you. And then just allows you to have a lot of love for what they've been through and experienced themselves. Yeah. Imagine if we just like all did that. Like I've done that a lot with like political leaders and like, it's so easy to hate someone. Like that's easy, man. That's the easy way out. I see people and at the end of the day, you're just a people. Like you're just 
here trying to navigate it and I'm going to love you, man. Cause I don't, I don't have the energy. That's a lot of energy for me to spend. I just, and I don't want to show that to, to my daughter. I don't know if she'll ever go to like her traditional school. We're like looking at like co-ops and homeschooling options right now and just different more alternative ways to learning. And I know you just started homeschooling this year and you really love it, but I hope that her experience in her school age years in middle school and high school, like bullying and that hatefulness and the spite just is not accepted where if it happens, it's just called out and like squashed instantly. Cause with me, like I was a mean girl. I was bullied by mean girls. I went to private school. So I was thinking about this actually yesterday in the shower because I've been healing a lot of sister wounds and just like friendship wounds. And there's a lot of like hurt to my heart from it. And um, so I've been working with it, especially as like I step into a space of launching retreats and opening up space to create sisterhood and circles. And I was thinking about just like how, how many catty experiences I've been part of where like either women have ganged up on, on me or I've gang, like been part of the gang of women like has ganged up on others. And I'm just like, and all stems back to us just being so hurt and insecure and just like almost out of our bodies. Like we're not even like connected because when we're in our bodies, we're so connected as women. Like when women are empowered, they truly just want to empower other people. Well, as you're, as you're talking, like I'm seeing um, just like a circle of people, like people in a room and they all have flashlights on their bellies and they're pointing it out towards everybody and making them feel judged. That's a projection, right? And so the power, the personal responsibility power comes in when we can take our own flashlight, turn the light in towards ourselves. I wish you guys on the podcast could see my hand right now, but I'm turning my flashlight in facing it myself. And I'm now going to go look and see like where that judgment is coming from and heal that. But what, what the world is doing is they're just taking their flashlights and pointing their emotions and feelings out at everybody saying, well, you, this, will you, this, or, you know, the caddy, um, seventh grader who's like, well, you're not very pretty. Well, she probably doesn't feel very pretty. That's actually what's happening. And so I think it's really powerful like that we can all learn how to turn our flashlights inside. But there's also a discernment factor that we need to teach our kids as well that says you need to recognize that not everything that's projected at you is actually truth for you. And to, to learn how they can start to set up their own barriers to protect their own emotions and energy. Mm. So how do you implement, because your girls are a little bit older than Elliot. So how have you been like implementing that in with them? They do it. They do it all the time naturally to each other where they're like, Lizzie hates me. That's my youngest one will say that. And so then it's an opportunity to just talk about like just loving yourself. And that's not actually true. We know she loves you, but just love yourself. And I'm like really learning right alongside of raising these kids, noticing my own patterns in them healing that for me has been the biggest one. My oldest, she's just there to show me all my, all my shit, honestly. (laughs) She is my shit shower, (laughs) but she's got a lot of people pleaser in her, which is the thing I've been really aware of lately is helping her be proud in herself, not looking for my approval or somebody else's approval. Yeah. I love that. Ellie, like same thing. She honestly, from like the get go, man, from like pregnancy, she's just I see a lot of me in her. Like I see a lot of like my spunk and um, just like my, like she's got big energy. Like when she goes to the park, she says hello to everyone. Like she's very open and friendly 
and she's very sure of herself right now, which is really cool. And I was like that as a child and it got squashed down like probably around four or five is when I started to get very quiet and not speak. And so for me, I've noticed like when I'm like, Ellie, you're being like a little too loud right now. Like I've, I've had to kind of just navigate that differently. Like obviously there's a time and a place to be loud and rambunctious and full of energy. And then there's time to be, you know, quieter. I've caught myself a lot and how I verbalize to her what it is that I'm trying to communicate. And I, I'm super lucky because she's very, she's really smart for her age. So she like picks up on things very quickly. And it's very easy for us to communicate with one another because um, for two, she speaks very well. You know, she, I think maybe, I don't want to say too well. She speaks very well. She's a very smart child, which is really amazing to see. Um, but yeah, our children are biggest projectors. And I think it's beautiful. And it's also kind of scary. <laughs> like it's just, I mean, she's going to be big energy. But I'm also like, I cannot wait to see like, what cool shit you're going to do in this world. Like, I just, I don't know. And well, uh, I think for the person like listening, that's, that's, that's like, wait a second, my kid's older than seven, their subconscious mind is already developed. What the heck am I supposed to do? Or how do I start to to do all this when I don't completely understand, or I haven't, you know, joined one of Katie's programs, or I haven't done one of Lauren's embodied mother programs or something like that. I think the biggest thing that I could tell you is, is that if you're committed to growth and transforming yourself, and you're living your life from that, that commitment to transforming and being the best mother you can be, your kids are going to be able to model that. Because like a lot of this, we can, we can pendulum swing this the opposite way where we over control and we take the responsibility away from our kids, but we want them to learn how to take personal responsibility. Even when mommy loses her monkeys, yeah, the kid still knows how to process. And, um, and that that's like the biggest tool that we can do is not just create more dependencies and whatnot, but truly create our children to um, trust themselves, their emotions and, and know how to shift those things. And so for me, it's just a daily <laughs> daily process full of a lot of grace for myself and for my kids. And then just knowing that as long as I'm showing up, trying to be the best version that I can be, God is kind of, he's going to pick up the slack for it. And we're all going to shift and grow and change to be who we need to be. Yeah. And you know what, I'll say this too. Like one thing that I took personal responsibility as well. I didn't really have the best. My parents did the best that they knew how to with me. They weren't bad parents they just didn't have the tools that we have access to right now. So I kind of went in and I think I randomly stumbled on like Shailene Johnson's post where she was like, she basically said something like, if you're going to invest so much in your own personal development, invest in understanding your children. So I started reading a bunch of parenting books. And every time I say that to people, they're like, you're like, they kind of look at me sideways. And I'm like, you are also the same person that will invest a shit ton of money in yourself. But I don't know everything about parenting. I don't know everything about the a young child's brain. So one of the most fascinating pieces is that a lot of these parenting books are all about emotional support and all about helping our children learn how to regulate their own emotions and be able to process 
and just being that safe space as they learn how to process and as they learn how to navigate with what they're needing. But that was a common question in one of the books that I read where, you know, it was, it's called No Drama Discipline. And it's very much based on like the whole brain and the prefrontal cortex apparently isn't even developed until our mid twenties. And that's like our processing, that's our decision-making. So I think we have until the mid twenties to make a real impact. So you were not too late, just model and show up for yourself first as a mother, you know, like take care of your own needs so that you understand your own emotions, understand, you know, what it is that you're being called to heal or access. I love the light. Like, I think I'm going to use that as at my retreats because that's so powerful. Like just that flashlight going within you, but like do that work and like also share it with your kids and like bring them in. I teach that a lot with like the moms that I work with, with these embodiment practices, like do it in front of your children. I do mirror work with Elliot. I've been doing mirror work with Elliot since before she could talk. And now she loves looking at herself in the mirror. And she, this morning, she was looking so cute. And she's like, if, if she can do it, I can do it. Like over and over again. I'm like, where did you even get that from? But, you know, so it's like, you can implement little things in or just, one thing that my mom used to do, and this is probably why I'm in this, why I'm in this space, is she used to listen to Brian Tracy tapes. Have you ever, you know, Brian Tracy? I know you. Mm-hmm. She's the Ether Frog guy. Yeah, she used to listen to Brian Tracy tapes, and I hated it when I was growing up because we weren't listening to the radio. But now, like looking back, I'm like, man, that stuff seeped in because I like now live by a lot of those things. So, like, just know your kids. Zero to seven, it's not like they turn seven and they're no longer sponges. They're constantly developing and they're program like we're constantly programming them. And here's the deal, they're gonna be programmed anyway. What are you gonna program them with? You know, like are you gonna program them with the stuff that says watch the news, blame everyone else in the world? Are you gonna program them with personal responsibility and you know? wealth codes, which I know is something you're creating right now, like these like success codes and light connection to God connection to source universe spirit, whatever you resonate with, or like, you know, like we get to decide that ultimately as parents, we get to say, Hey, this is what I live by. You're going to find your own way, but here are the values that we support in this family, you know? Yeah. And it's in the, in the day-to-day moments, especially if you've got littles in the thick of it, it's hard to see that like it's working and it's seeping in, but our kids, if we're listening, they'll give us little glimpses every moment or so, every little bit where you're like, Oh my gosh, you are listening. Mm-hmm. Lizzie's done that where she drops these just knowledge bombs. And I'm like, that's a hundred percent correct. I don't, where did you come from? <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> I know. Right. She said one time, I'll just, I know we have to wrap this up, but she said, I said something about changing the world. She goes, mommy, to change the world, we have to leave the world. And I'm like, Mike freaking drop. Do you even know how brilliant you are right now, kid? You are so brilliant. Yeah. I think <laughs> it's so that- true. We have to leave the, the mumbo jumbo of the world that's going on to really, truly change it. Yeah. I think that that's like the 3D and us ascending into the 5D. Like we're, we're done with all that. We're done with it. And we're ascending up to higher consciousness and it's really beautiful. And I believe that our children that have entered this world, like within the past 10 years, 
and the ones that continue to enter, like they really are the way shower. So we can also learn a lot from them because they have very strong connections with their higher selves. And I read something, I'm, I'm going to wrap up with this, but I read something and I think it was a 5D Essentia book. I'll have to get like the actual name. And she basically said that the kids that are coming in right now have no karma that their soul contracts have basically cleared out all their karma. They purposely chose their parents so that they can be the the way showers of what the new world is going to look like, which is going to be a oneness and connection. And all like the way I see it is all of us honoring the fact that we're sovereign humans and we're all going to have different perspectives and that's, what's beautiful. So, So all right, Katie, where can people find you? Love it. Yes. So let's hang out on the podcast. You need to, well, I guess at this point they've listened to part two. <laughs> listened to part one and two. We should have like, oh well, it's perfect. We'll, we'll figure it out later. Yeah. So let's hang out on Instagram at Katie Fleming. I am just like Lauren. I just love like love connecting, being social on the medias. It's 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 the thing. So hang out with me there and we'll get you all connected to all the good stuff that's happening with Ambitious Mom, the brand, coaching, all that good stuff. So what about you, Lauren? You guys, same thing at laurenmegan.co. I love stories. Stories is my jam. Sometimes I make reels, but that's the main place. And then my website, laurenmegan.com is where all my offers are. Beautiful. This has been so, so fun. So fun. Very insightful. All right. Bye guys. I know you got massive value from today's episode. Before you go, Hit subscribe so that you don't miss any other future episodes and we can stay connected here in your earbuds, coaching and transforming your life, your business. Hey, and while you're at it, go ahead and leave us a review. Let us know what you love about the show. And I cannot wait to hear your story and your ahas. We'll catch you on the next episode.